I'm Katrina here. Uh, I have a really special guest today. Uh, His name is Alex. And um, I started following him on Twitter because he does a lovely podcast called Six Seasons in a Podcast from uh, the show community. I'm a big community fan. There's a lot of great podcasts on here. Like, uh, but I didn't kind of want to do just like a community podcast. I wanted to just talk about lots of different things, but I'm going to do a community episode today. Um, Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm really happy to have you on. Like you, like you have like interviewed some big time people. So like, I'm very honored to have you on here. You know what? I'm, I'm nervous every single time I talk to everyone, uh, including yourself. I'm, I'm like a nervous wreck until I get into it. And, uh, you know what? They're people just like us. And mm-hmm. it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, very surprised how this last year went, but you know, it's, uh, it's fun sharing everything. Um, you know, the, mm-hmm. f- from the, the, the biggest stars, Danny Pudi, Joel McHale, um, event, Nicole Brown to, um, you know, I just interviewed a, a guy, his name is Steven Sprung, who edited and directed some of the episodes and, uh, you know, the, the details that he should, he can share sometimes is far more fascinating. No, nothing against the, the actors They're, they mm-hmm. they do amazing job, but sometimes you get, that's what the brilliant thing about the podcast has been is that there are just little pockets, little nuggets of things that you find from, you know, all sorts of sources. And it just turns out to be something magical. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, before we get more into community, we're going to talk a little bit about you. Uh, so why don't you Uh-oh. tell our listeners, <laughs> tell our listeners about your background. Where are you from? What do you do for a living? What do you do for fun? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I, um, I could take you on a magical ride on, on this one. Um, so uh, my folks are from LA and I grew up uh, in Texas and Pennsylvania and we, you know, at certain points of my life uh, and we used to go out to LA all the time um, mm-hmm. for, for summers. And we, it would just be this you know, amazing time spending, you know, two weeks in, in Los Angeles. And why that was amazing is because my my grandfather, so my mom's dad, uh, was on TV. So uh, he was in movies and TV. Um, he wasn't on when I was growing up at that point. Uh, I think he might have been just doing some guest spots by the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know. Now, what's uh, his name? His name is Don DeFore. And it was okay. Don DeFore. And, um, yeah, I mean, growing up, like, if we were kids of the fifties and sixties, you know, you would know his name. I mean, he would be the, um, you know, the Joel McHale of, of the time because he was, uh, the, uh, uh, the next door neighbor. So he was a supporting actor on a TV show called Ozzie and Harriet. And then he was the, the second lead on a TV show called Hazel, uh, with Shirley Booth who won uh, Oscar, or, uh, excuse me, Emmys for her role as, uh, Hazel, on the, the titular show Hazel. And uh, so, I mean, you, we would, you would know his name. He was on, uh, in a probably 30, 40 movies and growing up in like the thirties and forties and some in the fifties. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's just, it's just cool. You know um, it, it doesn't, doesn't like 
really mean a whole lot for me now. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, I live in a suburb, but you know, the, if, if he was, uh, if I would have been, if he would have been famous in the seventies and eighties, my life would be a lot different. I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, uh, it just from a, from a financial st- standpoint, but, you know, looking back, back on it now, it's one of the reasons I started the podcast is just getting to know, um, an in-depth level of, um, a TV show, you know, the, yeah. the actors, the stories, how did they create this magic? And, uh, you know, I just didn't really ever get to talk to my grandfather about those things. And so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's the early, the kind of the, the coolest aspect of, uh, you know, who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a, a nerd marketer, uh, do digital marketing, um, uh, have an MBA and I teach um, digital marketing at uh, a local university as well uh, as uh, um, after my day job. And so, you know, it's kind of fun uh, with community college, uh, you yeah. know, Greendale community college. I, I, it's a smaller private university, but it's, you know, uh, you know, similar, you know, just, you know, uh, it's not Yale, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> just so we know, just for the record, it's not a Ivy league school. Um, but uh you know, that's, you know, that's kind of who I am from, uh, from, from that standpoint, you know, things that, um, are really important to me are, um, you know, I, you know, I've, I don't know, social justice is an important thing to me. Um, mental mm-hmm. health advocacy is a, is an important th- uh, thing to me. And, um, you know, that's, I have three, three kids, two girls and a boy and, and, um, you know, they're all young, younger than 10. And it's important for me, you know, I'm becoming more of a feminist every single day. And I don't know, we're getting, we're, I'm going all over the place, but, no, but, it's I'm just, okay. um, but I'm just sharing that, like, uh, you know, this is all the stuff that goes into, you know, thinking about asking people questions on a podcast on a weekly basis and, you know, who I am and, and developing a, uh, you know, Twitter following and, you know, you know, yeah, I'll make a joke. It's all community stuff and it's all fun, but mm-hmm. you know, we have a week like we've had this week or, you know, we've had a string of weeks, you know, all strung together. Um, you know, it's really weird balancing like the fun of, of community, mm-hmm. the fun of whatever that thing is that, you, you know, that keeps you afloat and, and, you know, and like the realities that we have. And yeah, so, um, I don't know. All that's that's to say, I, uh, I I suppose I'm I'm a regular Joe, but also complex. And I don't know. I think I'm a, like just like everyone else. But uh, I try to care about things that are bigger than myself, especially for other people. Um, that uh, you know, I'm trying to every every single day. So yeah. Okay. So um, other than cares from community, because we're gonna definitely into community yeah um who are some of your quirky icons and you know they can be real or fictional um yeah other characters that uh um you know i think um you know scrubs was kind of my first love Mm -hmm. um, as far as a, a, a comedy tv show that i really really sunk myself into um so i always really liked jd um and turk uh you know different aspects of their personalities um you know, uh, people pleasing, but also confident, um, 
totally neurotic and, you know, self-deprecating, but really um, passionate, you know, there's, there's, they're like a yin and a yang, um, uh, you know, who they are as characters that I think makes the the pair just a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, dynamically, that's how I am in, in ways It's just, I can be, you know, lack complete self-confidence in, in things, but then, you know, do something like start a podcast and start, you know, somehow magically start talking to the actors in the, on the show, you know, um, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's just, just an interesting thing, but, um, yeah, I think the, the scrubs is, is a, is a show that I really, really liked. Um, uh, yeah, that's my answer. I'll, I'll shut up there. <laughs> <laughs> There's okay. lots of arrested development, you okay. know, um, a, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, standard shows. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, of, of anything else, but, uh, you know, uh, GI Joe was something that, um, was something that from my childhood, the toys we had, you know, just toys that I, I really liked and, yeah. um, the cartoons were fun, but, um, you know, so when we talk about the the community episode where they have the GI Joes, it always meant something mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. It, it it does not resonate with many other people, and I get that. Um, but to me, that episode it really resonated just from growing up, like immersed in that. So, yeah, yeah, I kind of i I remember seeing GI Joe, but I would see it when I would watch um, Bozo, like. I, I, I don't know if, cause I don't know if Bozo was everywhere, but I know Bozo was definitely like a Chicago thing. Uh-huh. Um, and it would come on WGN. I, I'm sure you heard Danny yeah. P talk about WGN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, like I remember seeing it there, but like, I don't remember seeing it other places. So I didn't watch it all the time, but mm-hmm. like I watched it enough where I was able to get the references when they did, mm-hmm. um, GI Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sit well with others, but I, I it just is. Yeah, it was so funny to me. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're gonna move to our first. Uh, well, our, I guess our second topic. And um, I tried to like be like the community writers and make it. I was like basic community one hundred two, but yeah. <laughs> I, I I can't really do like all of the really cool ones. Like I look at the names of the episodes, and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, they they're really um, an amazing group of uh, creative people. The, the the writers of that show, mm-hmm. for sure. And I'm I'm gonna be honest. I did not memorize. I I had to take notes on the actual names because it's like one episode. I'm like, oh, the Ham Girl episode. I'm like, that's not the name of the episode, but that's what <laughs> yeah. I call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You you had stumped me on on what the name of that episode is, but I to- you know if you said Ham Girl episode, I go, oh yeah, the episode where. Uh, Chang goes off and becomes famous and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, uh, at the end he has to, you know, crawl back to them and yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would not know the name of that episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that makes me feel a little bit better because like when I listen to, cause I listen to different community like podcasts. I'm yeah. like a super fan. Um, I, 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 I watched it before it was popular, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I never really memorized the names of the episodes. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of them I just kind of had to like write it down like, "Oh, okay, that's what it's called. That makes sense. The name makes sense." Yeah. Um but anyway, 
case. Yeah, no, I mean, I I don't know that I would call like I'm not the super fan. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm really into the show. I know lots about it. You know, I've obviously met a lot of people from from the yeah. show, but you know, I would not, you know, I, I would not accept nor demand the mantle of, of like number one community fan at all. Um, okay. I think there's a lot of people out there who, who would have a better memory recall for those things. There's, there are some episodes and some, you know, I can give you a gist of, of where the, an episode was and which episode, what season. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of details that I do know about, but, uh, for sure, um, you know, I think there are there are far more dedicated fans than myself. We did a trivia one time <laughs> with a, with a group of people, and I was like, "I think I need to watch this show more." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that makes it feel a lot yeah. better. You you can yeah rest. Yes, you don't need <laughs> you don't need to feel badly. Okay, <laughs> so um, my first question I want to ask about community. So what which season is like in your opinion is like the best? as a whole like what's like the top rated season in your book um yeah that's that's a really good question and i'm gonna say season two okay um it's got uh some of my favorites in there and um I want to quick grab my my list because if I if I make mistakes, the the Twitter Twitter fandom is going to go. Oh, <laughs> Alex, you think? Well, the, what I'm for sure know know about is you know I for sure know that um, the uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons is in season two. Um, mm-hmm. I, the cooperative uh, calligraphy is in season two. Um, you have season three episodes like the. Uh, law and order episode which is really really good mm-hmm. um but i think in general i would say season two is where they really like um really really caught magic without thinking too much about it in season yeah. three i think they were too conscious about like oh now we have to like live up to what we've created in season two okay and um so that that's kind of that's what i would say i think season three is is right behind it um but you have episodes like cooperative calligraphy um the bottle episode uh mm-hmm. you have episode you know Dungeons and dragons which aside from a very unfortunate scene um is you know a very amazing episode for the mental health community mm-hmm. um I listened to that episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did like I did like four or five episodes. Honestly, yeah, I had like yeah. I did a bunch of string of episodes where it was uh, I, I didn't mean you know it it was kind of like I didn't mean to, but it was the topic of you know of a, a centerpiece for our summer. You know, certainly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was on the minds. Uh, not that episode, but like Black Lives Matter was a a, a is a, a thing that we you know, really started focusing on I mean, people were starting to focus on it before this, right. but it, it certainly came to a head mm-hmm. um, right at the same time, you know, why the, the episode was taken off the air or off of Netflix and that kind of thing. So it, it was a, um, a talking point um, uh, that, uh, that a bunch of people had some things to say and, and I'm glad that everyone said something about it. You know, I'm glad that the, the podcast was able to, to, 
um, have a bunch of different voices yeah. you know, at the table. And that was the point. And, um, you know, even Yvette, you know, said something on the, on the podcast. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, I, I'm just glad that I could facilitate that in, in, you know, if there's nothing like I don't accomplish anything else with the podcast, I'm, I'm really happy that we, I was able to, use the platform of the podcast to, to mm-hmm. have these conversations. So, yeah. So, um, I wanted to go back to like how you like ranked season two sure. above season three. I'm actually opposite. Like I, I kept going back between two and three for, uh-huh. for me, three is my favorite. And then two is right under it in a very okay. close second. Yep. Um, just like the, uh, remedial chaos theories. That's the, um, different timeline episode. Uh huh. For our listeners who aren't like don't know it right away, um, I I love that episode. Like I, I think about timelines all the time now. <laughs> um, studies in modern movement when Annie's big move. Yep, that episode. I I love that one. Um, it's it's a lot of good good ones in there. Yeah, uh, you got pillows and blankets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess you do have remedial chaos theory in there. Pillows and blankets, the Law and Order episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think the reason I like season two slightly higher is because it has a better finale with the two paintball episodes. Okay. Um, and and you have episodes like the epidemiology episode, the Halloween zombie episode. Okay. You know, um it's really close. So I, yeah. I, again, I would not fault you for, for saying three is, is slightly yeah. better. Um, what did Ave call it? Did he call it the golden age or the golden era or something like that. Like I don't remember what episode it was, but like, you know, when he talks about their lives as a show, yeah. he like, he's like, I refer to it as the golden era or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I don't remember that, but uh, yeah, that's uh, two and three. Or three mm-hmm. and two, either way, those those are. Um, I, I think, from a fan perspective, I don't think anyone you know uh, disagrees with with you know those two as the top two. Yeah, um, <laughs> I do want to give like a quick shout out to season six. You know, even though it wasn't like one of the best, um, I still think there were some good things that happened. You know, it mm-hmm. was on Yahoo. Um, my, my daughter who is 13, she, she loves the show, but she won't watch anything after, um, after Donald Glover left. And I'm just like, you gotta keep, gotta keep going. And she's just like, no, I cannot. Oh yeah. I I get it. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, like Keith David, um, I thought he was like a, a good addition. Like I walk around the house going, he should keep on wearing his pants, <laughs> like all the time. Like he like just yes. him and then Paget Brewster. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were they really want to make that last season for the fans, this whole six season thing. Yeah. And um I think I think they made it work. And was it like the best? No, but I, there's still some good moments that I, I'll still like go back and watch. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's a little bit more, um, dr- um, if, how do I describe it? It's dry. Isn't the right r- word, but I, what I mean by that is 
it's um, maybe rye is the right word. Uh, w R Y. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's d- dark isn't the right word either. I, I have not. I have a bunch of words that aren't the right words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a little bit more cynical. Um, you know, it's more realist uh, in that you know. You have Britta who's finally accepted a lot of things and mm-hmm. isn't the punching bag nearly as much anymore. Um, you know, Jeff who's trying to come to grips with like the reality of becoming a college professor. And yeah. Um, but you have the Dean who's slightly elevated in this way, who becomes like a focal point and uh, a star really, mm-hmm. you know, this rising star from se- season one is, you know, not even a season regular, um, you know, the last, last actor cast on, on the main cast, you know, to, you know, the end of the show being, you know, like this, you know, uh, a centerpiece of, yeah. of, of those characters. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I had, uh, just favorite episode period. Were you able to pick one or one or two episodes that like, Cream of the crop, best episode, or that go-to yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, I, I can. Um, I think uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons to me is a personal episode where um, it means a, a ton um, mm-hmm. to me. Uh, and what's what like go back to it? Like I said on on some of the podcasts, that's what makes it so hard to kind of like work through. Yeah, um, that episode. Um, and I think a lot of people lament that, uh, but, um, you know, if I, I will cheat and have three and I even have, I've ranked my episodes. Um, number two is, um, remedial chaos theory Mm -hmm. and, um, cooperative calligraphy. So honestly not to, you know, if I, if you ask me what my top 10 is, I think then you'll find some more controversial ones. Yeah. Um, because, I think the law and order episode, the basic loop on urology is, is one of the best episodes. Cooperative polygraphy with the, the lie detector, um, mm-hmm. is, is a top 10 episode, uh, pillows and blankets and the finale. And mm-hmm. some people might hate me, but I think the pilot is one of the top 10 episodes. Okay. Um, and, uh, I think if, if you ask the, um, welcome to Greendale crew, they would go, uh, or at least Michael would would uh, have words with me, but uh, <laughs> he hates the pilot. I think, uh, or I won't put words in his mouth. He does not like the pilot, uh, and and I, I think you can't have the show without the pilot, I right? Mean, you know, like <laughs> you you establish so much in the you know with with uh, those characters in a pilot. That's why it made it so great. Like that's why why you, they gave you this whole show is because. Um, there was something in that first first episode. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Um, for me, it's a tie between Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. Yeah. Okay. And um, Basic Human Anatomy. I call it a Freaky Friday episode. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I and because like the that Freaky Friday one that was in season four. Yeah. Which you know everyone's like oh because dan harlan was in there it was awful it wasn't the best again but it had some good moments Mm -hmm. i i i love i have a confession to make and maybe there's someone else there 
like me, you know? So like that scene after Jeff and well, the Dean thinks as acting like he switched bodies with Jeff <laughs> and he's like acting like Jeff and Annie and um, Shirley come in there and like, he's like acting like Jeff and being sexy. I found myself acting like Annie and I was just like, Oh my God, Dean. Dean. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, cause and she was like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, wait, we find a Dean attractive now? Like, where's that's so funny? <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, I, I, he's he's a good looking guy. You know, D- just put on a different, uh, you know, affect and mm-hmm. and boom, boom. Yeah. Right, because he comes off a way that's like, okay, yeah. Why would I find him attractive? Mm-hmm. Like, but. When he when he did those like faces and those little just like sh- small things gestures like in his acting, I'm like, oh, yeah. I I didn't realize you could you could do that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm not alone. I know, like maybe listeners are like really alone. gross. Yeah. But, no, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Abed transforms himself from kind of boyish, you know. Uh, when he becomes Don Draper, he becomes, mm-hmm. you know, or, or Han Solo. You know, he well, becomes, see, I think he's cute either way. So it wasn't yeah. like that big of a shock to me. But yeah. like with with the Dean, it's just like, whoa, what's yeah. happening yeah, yeah. to me? But like, yeah, but I, I do see what you mean. Because like when he turned to Don Draper, it was like, oh, why? Abed, what's, what's going on here? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe a straight white guy, but uh, I, I uh, there's a spectrum, and I and it, it, it certainly moves me a little bit uh, in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, Abed. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. So, I I feel like everyone's least favorite episode is the Art of Discourse. So I was like, "What's your least favorite episode other than that episode?" Because like I I hate it so much. I don't even want to talk about it. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Where where's Art of Discourse? Uh, I have ranked all 110 episodes. Um, so, so that, I don't know. Um, is Economics of Marine Biology is what I have last. Um, okay. And that may not be fair. Um, now, what's that one about? That's the episode where the rich kid comes to college. Okay. And, and like, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I was making this, it was it. I get I ranked it last of season four, mm-hmm. so the worst of season four is going to be the, at the bottom of the barrel, yeah. you know. Um, versus, you know, I think um, where do I have Art of Discourse is like ninety one. I, I don't have it that low, um, which is which is funny. I really should go back through this and. Mm-hmm. And maybe think about my ranks because I, okay, because uh, like I know on the community rewatch, Jen has mentioned not liking an episode. And I thought like she may have said that when you guys were together. Yeah, she. she might yeah, that. yeah. I think a lot of people are not fans of the Schmitty kids. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm actually not a fan of of Abed and Troy in that episode. Uh, I just I, I don't like the hijinks thing that they're trying to do the college hijinks thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, um, uh, you know, and w- we may get into this a little bit later about uh, uh, some of the characters and and um, opportunities for um, kind of 
Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, but we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's just one example of like, all right, this is interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I was trying to, you know, come up with questions that maybe you haven't done already on on no, your podcast and other ones. So my next one, hopefully you haven't heard this one, just so you can have something that's different. Um, if you were to have a mental breakdown like Abed or Jeff, so like, you know, Abed, Abed's uncontrolled Christmas or when, you know, he did like the Greendale babies and then G.I. Jeff with Jeff, um, what world would you wake up in? Um, it's definitely dystopian. Um, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe Hunger Games type uh <laughs> situation um mm-hmm. maybe a uh a world with um yeah a uh, hyper religious uh um sect in power uh you know that was uh overwatching all of us yeah yeah i mean i th- i think um so i'm trying to uh project what my current fears are um and mm-hmm. uh and uh, yeah i think uh, um that's probably the type of world I would wake up in. In, um, uh, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, for me, and Handmaid's Tale. I think Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I think that would be like the, but I, I don't know. But I would be. I don't know. One of the women too. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I, I don't know. Um. I, I put down because like I was seeking out for myself and I was like, hmm, would it be well, I picked Sailor Moon because I've oh, actually cool. had dreams where I would be Sailor Moon because I feel like I'm the most like her. Like just I feel like if I were really a superhero, I would probably be a crybaby like her. And just like I'm I have all these powers, but I'm like freaking out because that's yeah. how I kind of like in real life it's like i do the job at the end but the whole way i'm like blubbering and crying the whole way through it like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh my gosh I don't sailor know moon sailor mercury yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah that's that's cool I, I like that um i think uh yeah I, I could i could dig that i think that would be fun for them to do they did a little bit of anime in in uh community but, yeah the foosball one, episode yeah. but um you know, it was really just touching on it. It wasn't like going full tilt. So, mm-hmm. but if it's like GI Jeff, then people will not like it. And you know, so who knows? Who knows what fans like? <laughs> um. So my next question is, um, what Greendale human being outside of the main group is your favorite? Like, you know, your Starburns or Neil, Vicky. I love this question. <laughs> um. Because it allows me to love on Charlie Koontz, aka Real Neil with pipes of steel, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I have I barely know Charlie, but I I've certainly had a conversation with Charlie. We've uh, had some DMs together. And, yeah, you know he's we've had some interactions on Twitter, um, and obviously I follow his career and his uh, his acting his. Uh, uh, not just community, but other other things. Um, I, I just really like him. Uh, I think what he does in um, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons is just um, goes beyond the Call of Duty in 
in the fact that he has to be he has to act and emote these feelings and hold up uh, next to what has turned out to be an amazing group of actors right mm-hmm. i mean Alison Brie, Donald Glover, uh, Danny Pudi, um, so on and so forth. Um, they have all like gone on to do, uh, you know, so many other things besides community. And, um, you know, and so I just, I, I like his, uh, presence. Um, I like the stories that he's told, you know, so this is my plug to go listen to that episode that I talked to Charlie mm-hmm. because, you know, I, they, yeah, he got the role based on uh, uh, an episode or two before where D- uh, Duncan is basically says, uh, you know, um, Neil's fine. That's what his, that's what Neil's, that's what Charlie's line was. He goes, uh, so someone says, I think fat Neil and he goes, Neil's fine. And th- then Duncan mm-hmm. says, well, not from an actuarially standpoint. So um, it was just like, Neil's fine is his line. Uh, I don't know. I could keep on going, but I, yeah. I just, I just really appreciate um, the kind soul that um, that Charlie is, and uh, you know, you can see that in other um, episodes. Uh, I love his uh, guys too soon uh, with with the bear down down for uh, midterms. The bear <laughs> uh, uh, that's a really funny line. Um, he, I did it for love from. <laughs> It's just such a good moment. Yeah. (laughs) Such a great line for, um, from the basic lupine urology episode. So he gets some really fun, fun moments. Mm -hmm. Um, he has a great meme of him knocking the trash can over. It's a great gif that, you know, he's right. Um, so he, he's got some good ones. Obviously you have, uh, Vicky Starburns, um, Garrett's, uh, magnitudes. You have a lot of really other great, you know, side, uh, players as well Leonard um but uh Neil is the one that's closest to my heart yeah well like you just said like just just, like heartfelt things to say about him and you know (laughs) I I kind of felt that you were going to pick him yeah so I'm glad you liked that question Yeah, yeah yeah um for me it's like I, I like magnitude. Like he, I mean, he only said pop pop. That's all he ever said. Yeah. But like on like a deeper level, I feel like there were times where I felt like magnitude. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so like in high school, I went to a school that um, there's still some white students left. Not all of them were in that first and second wave of the white flight from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were used to us because like they were, they were the minority and we, you know, for the most part all got along. But then when I first went away to college, when I was 18, I was around people who had never really been around people like me. They were just like, Oh, I like Destiny's Child or I've watched Moesha before (laughs) or something like that. Yeah. And they, and um, it was like a two part one. It was like, I didn't want to, them to think I was the negative stereotypes. And then also I didn't want to carry on Katrina, the nerdy person from high school. So mm. it was like, I, I look back, I laugh because it's like, I would like, I, I didn't have a catchphrase like pop up or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's kind of absurd, but um, I would like just act like a extrovert mm. and like, 
dance. And and the crazy thing is, like, I, I mentioned this on another my podcast with my cousin, um, who's an artist. He's a dancer, but I'm, like, the worst dancer in my family. But around them, I was, like, the best dancer. Because right. it was, like, just because, like, you're Black, is like, they're like, oh, okay, she's doing it. So, like, I look back at it, I'm like, hmm, like, that part when... Um, the one biology professor was like, you know, they're laughing at you, right? <laughs> I'm yeah, like, Professor mm. Kane. Yeah, yeah, Professor Kane. So, like, I, I wish we would have learned more about magnitude, like, mm. other than be like magnitude beyond the pop pop, you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's and really interesting. I I found out that like I didn't realize that he was he played Sid on Gallivant. and I've been told he's been in the Harry Potter movies. I'm not really a Harry Potter fan. I hope I don't get too many booze for that. I, but I love Harry Potter, but that's okay. That's, you, you know, <laughs> there's still time. Uh, <laughs> there's still time. Yeah, I, yeah. I, he's he's in he's in I Gryffindor. know I'm a Hufflepuff. I know that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, I'm a Ravenclaw, but uh, you know uh, I won't hold it against you. <laughs> we, we get along. I think Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff are are, uh, are good together. Okay. So um, I'm not Slytherin for you know. Screw that. <laughs> anyway, nerds, nerd talk. Um, but yeah, he is in uh, at least the first two of yeah, because he's like the uh, announcer of the of the um, Quidditch games. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and then yeah. like knowing that he's British, because I didn't realize that when he was first on the show. I'm like, where did he get this from? Like, because like you know, being in the UK, I know like they're exposed to like American culture. It's like. Did he think that, that, like, did he understand that he was doing something that was, like, over the top? Or, <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> or is, like, is that, like, does he think we're, like, we're really like that out here? Like, pop, pop. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. I, yeah. British people are very smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love to know the etymology of that uh, that joke and that his character. Uh, I, I have not talked to anyone who... Um, who's done that one yet you should have them on your show <laughs> if it were that easy I, and they just appeared when i said hey to be on my show uh yeah. yes um it is uh yeah it's it's a process for sure mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I, I would love to to have um uh his name escapes me at this point luke um, luke Tr- uh yes i think you're right, right. <laughs> yep. yeah Pretty good so um, we will move on to my next question. Um, what is like your favorite, like, you know, catchphrase or recurring theme or something from the show? And you can have more than one. Um, I, I love the everything um, joke that they do. Um, uh, I, I forget who said it first. Um, mm-hmm. It actually, I think, uh, let's see, who does it? Um I know that Allison Brie does it with the internet porn uh, joke. I think that's from season six. So she didn't say it first. Um, season five, uh, Chang says, I didn't, I masturbated everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he does that one. Um, and I know that Britta does it as well. Um, I think she says everything. I don't, I can't remember what, when she did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those, I, I think those, those are really funny. Um, uh, moments uh yeah. yeah i also like the shut up leonard <laughs> Those are good. 
someone on YouTube had like all of the shut up Leonard's like that you can just watch and just see like, I mean, those alone are just so funny. The different yeah. things that they say to him. And yeah. then it's just like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. Have you heard the theory that um, Leonard is actually old Jeff? Have you heard that conspiracy? No. <laughs> yeah, that uh, it's my favorite. Since we're we're kind of in that space, um, my it's uh, that Leonard is actually Jeff as an old man, um, and he's just literally after he he's been a college you know professor, he's he can't be a college professor anymore, so he just takes classes because he can never leave and. Mm-hmm. That's how he knows about the mac and cheese. I think it is. Uh, he when there's a line where he says, "Shut up, Leonard. Um, you don't know what you're talking about," or something like that. And it's because he he knows about he he knows about the mac and cheese or something like that. Yeah. And Jeff goes, "It's messed up that he knows," or something like that. <laughs> so the, the theory is that the only way he could know is if he was actually Jeff. You know, so. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, you're not buying that one. Okay. Because, like, like <laughs> I, I, I guess, like, is it, I mean. They don't even look is like. He a, right, is that? I, and I, then, I know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting theory. Maybe maybe in a different timeline, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so, for me, I definitely love the Daybreak song. I love that yeah. they kept bringing it back. Yep. Um. When I first watched the show, I wasn't a, a Whovian. So when I finally started watching Doctor Who and I went back, I'm like, wait, Inspector Space Time is just like Doctor Who. <laughs> and then yeah. um, Matt Lucas, who was on the episode where they went to the convention, mm-hmm. um, he played uh, a companion um, on Peter Capaldi's like last season. So I was just like, what? All this Doctor Who stuff. This is so awesome. I actually didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I figured it out. I'm just like, wait, because like he's the guy who like tries to kidnap Abed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he ends up later on being actually on Doctor Who as a, a full-time companion, which I, I think is like pretty awesome. That's really cool. Okay, And so now Abed works with yeah. the Doctor in, yeah. on DuckTales. Yeah. That's so weird. Every time I watch DuckTales, it just blows my mind. I mean, Paget, she plays um, the nephew's mom on the show. Uh-huh. And then... Um, I think she won an Emmy. She did. That's... Hey. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. And um, then Jim Raich, he he's on there, too. He plays Gyro. Really? Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. Huh. Very cool. So like I'm like watching the show and like my head is just like spinning and like I'm looking for references that probably aren't really there for connections for either for community or doctor. I'm just like watching like oh and Kate and my daughter's like mom stop it just watch the show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's starting to get play in my house too now that uh, my kids are old enough. So mm-hmm. I, it was I, I heard it on the other day and I was like I'm listening for it. I'm like oh yeah, there's Danny. That's mm-hmm. so funny. There he is. Oh yeah. Um, is that right? It's something else. Oh yeah, this is important to me. Jeff seeing Jeff being insecure about himself because like he's just I don't know. It's like 
I think after my early 20s, I've kind of conditioned myself. If this a if it's a guy that everyone like he's like the it guy, I don't even look at him. I'm just like, whatever. Um, yeah. like I didn't even find The Rock attractive until he was in that movie with Kevin Hart and he played like a nerdy guy. And I felt like I was just like that touched me because it was like, oh, he's probably more like a real person. I can relate to him. Like uh-huh. just to see him play that side. Yeah. Um, like like there's like this joke about like all the actors named Chris. And like I like Chris um who's is it Chris Evans, the guy who plays uh captain america yeah that's captain america yes that chris like i started following him and i like him now because like um just seeing his relationship with yvette nicole brown (laughs) like i love to see them go back and forth Uh i'm like you know what he seems cool i think i like him now (laughs) but before that i'm like oh he's just one of those random chris's in the movies whatever yeah (laughs) so like just seeing like jeff be insecure when um Troy and I wearing his jacket, like, oh, I'm Jeff Winger. Does this egg make me look fat? Like, um, or when he's obsessed with Chris Pratt and the Ham Girl episode, and he, uh-huh. like, really bad. And Albert had to bring him back into reality, like, this is not healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, I don't that know. works for you. Okay. <laughs> cool. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, uh, I think a lot of, of people, uh, you know, if, you don't look like Jeff are turned off by Jeff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's one of those, like, so I, I don't look like Jeff, but you know, you, you get the gist that yeah. it, I certainly was first, first time watching was drawn to the character. Mm-hmm. Um, but as my, my way of, of thinking and just analyzing myself and analyzing the show more. I, yeah. I'm, I, I hardly, notice jeff that much anymore i think he's a great character i think you mm-hmm. know it's but oh, yeah. it's, it's not the centerpiece of the show and um i don't know it's a helpful it's an interesting progression of 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 self and awareness and and uh, uh watching uh a, a medium and, and getting to re- relating with characters um mm-hmm. so yeah that's interesting and another thing is um, the Jim Belushi jokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, this Jim Belushi, like, he's like, I want to watch this show. And then they're like, oh, they're making fun of me again. Because, like, I feel like a lot of people, like, they, they rag on. <laughs> uh, I made a joke to to Joel McHale when I talked to him. I, I was talking to him. I said, what, uh, I asked him, like, what character, you know, what actor would you like to have on the the show um, um, you know, that you th- didn't get to act with, like, who would you, you know, what, what are some you know, actors out there? And I was like, you know, someone like John Belushi and he started riffing off other dead comedians names. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I said John Belushi instead of Jim Belushi. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so that's my story to relate to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't make jokes to comedians uh, who are way funnier than you because they'll, um, eat you alive first of all and then second of all like you know they're that's their thing to be funny so anyway i, I failed at uh, being funny with uh, i would have never had the guts to do that yeah <laughs> so close to you for having the guts 
Yeah, I tried a bunch. Um, so, you know, some, so, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm like, I think I'm witty, but I don't know that I'm like, I'm not hilarious funny like these guys are. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, I, I tried a, a few times. But make sure you land the punchline. That's the, the my important takeaway. Uh, if you don't uh, land the punchline, then it's just all for naught. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, what, which character or combination of characters represent you the most and why? Uh, yeah, I think, um, talked about this about a few times and I think my answer is getting better each time. So I'm glad you asked this question. Um, you know, I think the projection of myself, like, you know, the, the normative, like who I think I, you know, am as a straight white guy, like the Jeff, uh, you know, like I feel like I'm Jeff, you know, in mm-hmm. not that I'm an, an, a, a much of an alpha and, but I'm a confident guy in, in, in many situations. Um, and so I can see myself in that as like default, but when I really think about who I am as a person, um, and like the nuances, um, I actually think um, I'm actually more like Troy in a lot of ways um, because, you know, you know, he has this, I don't know my own confidence yet, Mm -hmm. um, but he's, he's funnier than Jeff. Um, You know, (laughs) what Donald Glover has become is, far more sexier than Jeff. <laughs> no, no offense against Joel McHale. Um, but Donald Glover is a, is a, a gorgeous man at this point. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, grown up to be that from, uh, with that beard. And anyway, um, where am I going with this, Alex, uh, land, land stick your landing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so you said Jeff and then Troy. Yeah, Jeff and Troy, you know, cause Troy is, he's, he's witty. He's funny. Um, you know, sometimes he's, you don't know whether he's being funny or he's being like really like obtuse about something. Cause like mm-hmm. the joke he's making is like, I think the writers are writing it in a way that like you, you it's obvious. Or, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's on the line where it's like, really does Troy not know like that, you know, dogs are you know, boys <laughs> and girls are, you know, cats are girls. Like, I mean, I know that's what it's, but like they write it in a way where it's like, I think I would make that joke mm-hmm. and I would know the difference, but anyway, I, 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 yeah. I have a funny story related to that. Dogs are boys and cats are girls. Like uh, when I first got my cat Gallifrey, um, I got it from uh, my mother-in-law. She had found the cat and she years ago, like over 20 years ago, she used to be a vet tech and she was so sure that Gallifrey was a boy. And I was just like, okay, it's a boy. And like, uh, Caitlin, she would like make little videos about Gallifrey being a princess. And I'm like, well, no, Gallifrey's a boy. And she's like, no. So then I, I start like, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I Googled how, how do you, you find know? a cat yeah, penis. Sure. Like, yeah. like, that's like, why haven't I seen my cat's penis? And like, I'm not trying to be weird, but it was just like, Oh, and, and then she, you know, what started that was like she went into puberty and she would do things that seemed like that's something I feel like the girl cat would do. 
And I was just like, what's going on? Like, and I'm like, well, is my cat gay? I couldn't figure it out. And then we yeah. like she started getting really weird. So then we we took took the to Gallifrey to the doctor. And they were like, he was just like, uh, Gallifrey is a girl. And I'm just like, wow, I've misgendered my cat for months. And we had to go through this thing. Like my daughter had nightmares about it. Aww. But like, um, we finally accepted, okay, Gallifrey's a girl. We even did like a funny little Hamilton picture with like, uh, I have two girls and then Gallifrey. So like, they were like the Shiler sisters and they like, took pictures on each of their heads and stuff. So like, I would, I, it made me think about that joke. I'm like, wait, Troy can't be right. That was a joke in a show. <laughs> Boy cats have to have, a, have to have a penis. So. <laughs> uh, that's an amazing story. Um, <laughs> and I think you should title the episode of uh, why can't I find my cat's penis? Uh, <laughs> but that's just my suggestion. I'm actually thinking about writing a series about my cat. And just like my life with her, because the crazy dreams that I've had involved with her, it's it's crazy. But yeah, that and my neighbor's chickens. But we could go on that. That will that will go into a whole nother show. We're talking about community. So <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a, yeah, it sounds like a different episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, was there anyone else? I didn't want to like finish with that. Was it like it was Jeff and Troy? Was it anyone else that you felt like? Um, I like Britta. Britta. Um, okay. Yeah, I think um, I think Britta has that s- a streak to her where she is um, passionate. Um, yeah, in in in, and maybe yeah, her passion or her knowledge out- is uh, outpaced by her passion. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, maybe I'm describing a really dumb person with, with all those three, the, the bad parts of all three of those people, I, I guess maybe I'm just realizing I'm a dumb, not funny person. Right? <sighs> um, uh, sorry. Um, no, do, not do, <laughs> I, that. do not do that. Alex. Okay. All right. No. Um, but no, I think the, the, the quirkiness of, of those three characters, mm-hmm. um, Especially uh, Troy and Britta, I, I think I, I I like their quirkiness, um, and I think that reflects me. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm a lot like Abed, just because I never felt like I fit in in any area of my life. Okay. Yeah. Intermediate family, extended mm-hmm. family, school, church. I never felt like I fit fit in at all. <laughs> um. So like, I totally get that. But Abed and like TV was my life. So I, I, uh, all of the different TV references and stuff that happens on the show. Like, I, I love that. Like Abed arguing that Angela was the boss, like <laughs> I, I, one of the best TV moments ever. <laughs> um, or like definitely, I, I think Troy for me a little bit too. Um, just looking at all the other grownups and wondering, measuring yourself against mm-hmm. them, you yeah. know, I, I definitely yep. kind of relate to that. And then what surely, which we'll kind of talk about more, but just like people not really seeing who me for who I really am. Mm. Um, just thinking I'm just these little things based on stereotypes or just general things, but not really seeing me and being able to relate to me because they have this certain screen of who they think yeah. I am. Hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so now we're actually going to move into Troy, uh, Troy Navid and Shirley in the morning. <laughs> All right. It's going to get fun. Not yeah. that it hasn't been fun, but uh, this, <laughs> this is, uh, I know that we talked about this in the, in the pre-conversation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is, this is great. Yeah. So, you know, what are your thoughts on Troy Navid's relationship and likes and dislikes? Um, I obviously think that, um, I want to affirm to the fandom that they are great. Um, what one, one area that, or, or one thing that I've, I've heard from, um, some fans is that it's an amazing example of two men having a friendship together, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, allowing it to just be, you know, two dudes having a bromance, you know, like they really love each other. Um, there's dynamics that they've, they work on as they're who they are as individuals evolve. Um, so I think that's really cool. Um, from a storytelling standpoint, I feel like we got way too much of Troy and Abed, uh, Mm -hmm as kind of a, a default, you know, okay, what do we need Troy and Abed to do mm-hmm. for the storyline? Uh, what can they do? Uh, I felt like if there is a like pot of story ideas, Troy and Abed had this big store, this pot that we just pick out and this is, we'd let them do something for the episode. Um, and, and, um, we'll kind of get into this, but, or, or I'll just, maybe I'll just, uh, put, put a pin in it there go ahead well i i just think that uh, you know there it leaves you know, when you do that you like you then remove the opportunity for others to be you know st- other storylines to happen and to mature and relationships to to mature um to get different pairings to to really mm-hmm. s- switch it up and to uh to get a, a a more you know diverse um mix of of the characters together um because you know as we're we'll talk about Shirley um I think there's only one storyline with Troy and Shirley in 110 episodes which one is that um yeah, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure it's in season four. Okay. Um, but it's. I mean, they they only get like one. I mean, you rack your brain for another. But yeah, I'm just. I'm trying to think of. I'll, I'll have to look it up. Um, and and I, you know, I should be better at, at this if I'm going to have an opinion like this. But um, yeah, but you know, think about how many times can you count on your hand where Troy and Shirley had not, they can have a conversation that, that, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing, but to actually have a caper together where they're going off and, or they're having a storyline together. And it's, um, you know, I think, and you can do that with, with any of the characters, really. Yeah. Um, but I think you can probably do that with Shirley and someone else, you mm-hmm. know, most of the time. Um, you know, she'll probably be paired with the other, uh, female leads, uh, at, you know, and that's kind of a default for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I think that's just what happens when, you know, you go to a default, default standpoint where Troy and Abbott are the pair 
you know, I don't know if that's the studio likes this. We get good ratings when we, you know, um, uh, good ratings. Um, you get, you know, the feedback from the studio is that we clearly like this pairing together. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll bounce to you and, and hear what your thoughts are. Okay. So, I mean, I, I think that is an excellent point. It was like, on the one hand, I I really love to see their relationship blossom, but you did make an excellent point that by always doing it that way, it kind of kept from something better happening. So that's definitely an excellent point and it's very valid. Um, but like, but again, like looking at their relationship together, like I just really felt like um it, their relationship kind of like impacted like the group as a whole and like even like Jeff um like in the first season when um it was like the Christmas episode in the first season at the the last like 20 or 30 seconds or whatever they're like doing oh Christmas joy yeah. oh Christmas joy and you know like Jeff is being Jeff and he's just like why are you guys doing this and they're like because it's fun and then he starts doing it yeah. with them. And yeah. I'm just like, how great is that? Like, yeah. I have like this, like, you know, bitter shallow hipster <laughs> <laughs> um, join in on that. And, yeah. um, and that was like the end of the comparative religion episode. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the end of the, with Annie's move, like Jeff was like moved by their play by them yeah. playing and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I talked about like in another episode of my podcast, just about the importance of play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I learned that um, when I was in school that even adults, they need that time to like play and unwind and stuff. And like Troy and Abbott were like the epitome of play. Um, and I think that probably helped um, Jeff's character kind of like, work through something. So um I felt like that was um pretty awesome seeing that. Yeah. And then um you know let's see Abed um well we'll move on to like the neurodiversity of like uh of community. Sure. And um I actually let, well I'll I'll let you go first. Cause like you said, you had something you wanted to like, kind of say to that, like with Troy Nava's relationship. Um, well, I think uh, it's, it's good to, to, you know, that they played along. They never really declared exactly what Abed had. Um, right. It, uh, you know, I think it was pretty much assumed he was on the spectrum, uh, the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm, Recalling correctly, they never actually no. say, you know, and declare that this is this is it, even no. unofficially. I don't like in the original episode, um, when he's doing a rap, he's like on the spectrum, none of your business. Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah, so yeah, they, they never really said it, yeah, yeah. And you know, I think that's fair, like, I think it's valid to none of your business, you know, like, mm-hmm. ex- because you need to like accept people and learn to interact with people regardless of, you know, cause you can't know something about someone mm-hmm. prior to knowing, you know, meeting them. So you're going to just, anyway, I, I don't know what, what my point is other than, um, you know, treat people as you would want to be treated, uh, uh, you know, obviously, but, um, yeah. but I think, you know, 
It's a, I, I looked up neurodiversity because I was, I was curious because I don't necessarily use it to apply to myself. What I kind of told you uh, prior to this, but mm-hmm. um, neurodivergence really just, you know, includes a lot of things. One of them would be ADHD or ADHD minus the H, um, which is what I have, um, you know, bipolar, you know, that's, that's a more of a mental health thing, but it's all people who are not, you know, normative in the neurological standpoint. And so, um, you know, so I do always, I've always appreciated Abed. I always appreciate Danny Pudi's uh, approach to the character. Um, It's always, none of it was ever um, pantomime. None of it was ever done in a way that um, I'm not, on the autism spectrum, I am not going to speak. Maybe it was offensive to other people, but it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't feel like it, it was ever um, inappropriate. Um, you know, uh, but uh, you know, I think it's 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 really good to um, it's it's good to have that uh, you know normalized in you know in just in a character on on you know mainstream TV to have this character who's, you know, we don't really know, but we are learning. He is learning to grow. He's growing and learning to, to use, you know, to be who he is and, and interact with people. But there are people around him and you have Jeff is often the proxy of, of the viewer, often mm-hmm. the proxy of, of, of us to, um, uh, to, to learn how to better interact and understand people who are different than themselves. Um, you have that in the chicken uh, finger episode where yeah. they're, they're sitting. Um, and I think, I think um, you have that moment where Abed is like, I want to be powerful. I want to, you know, be normal. And um, it was my way of, you know, finding some of that by being in charge and Jeff going, it just, I think he just really is moved and changed by that, um, by that relationship. Uh, so, yeah. 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 Um, so like, I, I know you were saying like, you, you know, weren't sure like how like the autistic, autistic community felt about Abed. And I tried to look to see if I could find something. I hadn't really found anything like negative. Um, I do think it helps that he was never really given a label. Like there were jokes, um, and allusions, but they never really said, He's autistic, which I think is great because it like kind of like how you said it just teaches. I feel like it teaches people that you don't need to know someone's label to treat them like a person, yeah. you know. Um, so and, but I do know that um, I know there's like a little bit of controversy with like this upcoming movie with Sia. Yeah, that she did. And um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Christine, um, she's autistic and okay. I've learned so much from the autistic community. Um, just, I mean, even some of the things that I learned in school, they're like, that's not right. That's not, mm-hmm. like, I don't use like first person language anymore. Like you say, like, you know, this is a person and they have autism. They like to be called autistic. But like in school, they were like telling us, oh, oh no, you do, do it first person first. And so um, just like trying to relearn things. I think it's kind of like a way to mirror that would be like, you know, for people who are trying to be allies to people of color, yeah. trying to unlearn things. I feel like yeah. I'm doing that myself, trying to do that work. Um, I do know that they want to have, 
there are autistic actors out there and they want to have those roles. Yes. And I think that's yeah. very fair to, you know, let them have those roles. Like yeah. who can do it better than them, you know? Yeah. So, um, I like, I, I want to just like, you know, put that out there and just try to like, you know, spread it where it's there. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah. made 10 years plus years ago, 11 years ago now. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think, I think there would be, um, a different approach to it for sure. Yeah. Um, and if Dan Harmon really wanted someone who was, um, on spectrum or at least, um, near it or, or whatever the Abed is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, uh, there, yeah, I think there, you know, nowadays I think there would be a push for, um, that inclusivity, um, which yeah. is great, you know, I definitely. Think yeah. Um, I want to say one thing about more, I think about like their relationship. Um, my, my younger daughter, she watches Troy and Abed together and she's just like, you know, when Christine and I grow up, we're going to get a, ourselves an apartment and we're going to have our own dreamatorium. <laughs> we're going to look out for each other. And um, I mean, it took Caitlin a while to kind of understand her sister's diagnosis, but I've seen like, she doesn't see her as an other, like that's mm -hmm. her sister. They look out for each other. Um, they, laugh and go going and play and they like even though they're, they're like teenagers now they still like play with each other which yeah. is awesome and um if anything like i it makes me feel better about like dying on it. i know it's kind of morbid but it's just like i you know want to make sure that she's still gonna have people there for yeah. her that's gonna treat her like a person and yeah. um i i hope more people learn from Tori and abba's relationship because they didn't even start off where Troy respected Abed. Like there was like that one episode where Troy kept, you know, lying and um, making fun of Abed and Abed like turned the table and turned into like an alien. Yeah. He was like uh -huh. making that like sound or whatever. <laughs> um, it was like, he had to teach them how to treat him. And I think from then on, like that relationship grew and they were both made better from being friends together like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So um, we're going to move on to Miss Shirley Bennett, played by Yvette Nicole Brown. Um, I follow her on Twitter. And yeah. just in case she follows up, so I hope I don't say anything that makes her mad and she, like, deletes me. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's a pretty gracious person. Uh, my, <laughs> my experience, um, very patient with me and my unlearning of words and mm -hmm. um, unlearning of, uh, did you listen to the episode? I did. Yeah. I did listen okay. to the episode. Yeah. 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 I, I just, um, for sure. I am, uh, trying to be the best ally I can mm -hmm. be in understanding, um, uh, thought patterns and, and phrases and, and all that stuff. But, yeah. um, it's, uh, uh, she very gracious lady in, mm -hmm. in the multiple, I had a couple different interactions with her when I interviewed her, but I had a pre interview. She mentioned, I think on the podcast where we, I had a meet and greet with her and, and invited some friends along and, and, um, and let them kind of just talk for a while. And, and, uh, anyway, um, uh, so I don't, I, I think she'll be. She'll okay. Be with us. So <laughs> I was, cause I was gonna say like, I, you know, I listened to that episode and I have to say, I'm a little bit like torn with how she was like, how she described the whole thing with having an unplanned pregnancy. Cause she was like, Shirley would never do that. Shirley was a mm -hmm. Christian. And it was just like, 
well, it's like, I do think that that storyline, her and Chain getting together, that was ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. I think that was ridiculous. I, I don't think Shirley would have really gotten with Chain. Yeah. I really don't. Because um, he was crazy. <laughs> she knew he was crazy. Yeah. Like, um, but like her having an unplanned pregnancy, that I, I, I grew up in the church. Like, I, that's my background my whole life. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, that happens. That happens a lot. Like, actually, like, there's someone that I used to be Facebook friends with. I'm not friends with her now because she just got too annoying. She was like super spiritual. And when other people would get pregnant, she would talk about them and she would like sneak diss them. She would like put a sass, not put their name in it, but you know, judge them and stuff. But then she got pregnant mm-hmm. and she, uh, she wasn't married to the father. And then it was like, don't judge me. She like gets on there and does that. But then after the whole experience, she goes right back to like judging everyone. I, I, I got tired of just like, I'm just going to quietly unfriend. <laughs> we don't yeah. really interact anyway. Like we like yeah. went to school together at one point. So I'm not saying Shirley is like that bad, but I'm just like, it happens. I mean, it's life. Cause she was just like, you know, like I'm a Christian and Shirley was a Christian. I'm like, but it happens. But I felt like it didn't help the show. It didn't help her character, <laughs> but yeah. it happens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think probably maybe more what she's objecting to is what happens and who it happened with. Mm-hmm. Um because really, she, I mean, she splits up with her husband and gets pregnant with her husband. Right. So, I mean, so it does happen. Mm-hmm. You know. They were divorced. Divorced. Right. But, you know, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so. I, I just, because it just made her into just, uh, you know, in the G.I. Jeff episode. I have three kids. And like, that's just what they did. And it was just like, um, the season series finale, when they had her and Elmore sitting next to each other and they're like, Oh, and, and church and hallelujah and singing and street wisdom. (laughs) And like, and it's like, you got, so you guys knew you were doing this and you're like, but you never dug deeper. Mm -hmm. I, but I, I feel like, she did the best she could with that role. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like the different things with the voices that she would just like, oh, the voice. And then she yeah. like would go into like that deep, uh-huh. scary voice and stuff. And I she's categorizing me of like um the bullet in Hamilton. Like she just had like a small role, but she made it work. <laughs> and and you have a lot of moments with Shirley that are memorable. Um uh in the um uh the uh stumped on the name but it's the the glee episode uh, mm-hmm. her her song and her singing the jesus christ yes yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah happy birthday jesus we sing that on christmas <laughs> <laughs> cut the cake cut, cut the, the cake. cake now <laughs> yeah uh yeah i mean that's my favorite song from that episode because uh, mm-hmm. i just think it's like it, the build-up of like this of those kids singing the song and she's like that's what they do that's what they do it's, mm-hmm. I, don't know. I, I love <laughs> you know so one of the, that's a, a really top 20 episode for sure and mm-hmm. you know so she has a really great memorable moments and i think that's what like that's what we're saying like she's I don't think she was hand handed the best 
hand dealt the mm-hmm. best hand um, as far as the opportunities to be great. But, you know, every single time it came to her, she was doing great things. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. But it would be a whole lot better if um, the writer's room was more diverse. Uh, mm-hmm. They knew how to write, you know, um, for a person of color um, because they had writers of color more diversity in that regard, you know, they had women in the, in the writer's room. So they know, I think they did a good job of with writing for women, but you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to judge. I, I, I'm a fan of this, this show. And mm-hmm. anytime I have someone on the, like, I'm not an investigative journalist. I'm not, you know, writing for vice or for some, some, uh, ma- you know, online magazine that's, trying to make a, a, a point. I, I have my thoughts and my opinions, but you know, my, I want to tell the story of, of community because it, what they created has affected us all so much and done amazing things for us. Now, on the other hand, I don't want to like not shine a light on areas, but you know, it, you know, it's, I don't want to enable future generations or future uh, shows to not think about these things. Um, but I don't want to harp on community because they didn't have a more diverse writers group. Like, yeah, it's like, what is my criticism going to do for what we have been given for community? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it's just, we talk about it and say, yeah, this would have been better. I think you would have had a better st- stories about Shirley if you would have, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 people of color in the writer's room writing for Shirley, for Troy, for Magnitude, for, mm-hmm. you know, for, um, for Abed, uh, yeah. for, you know, for the, these characters. So uh, I don't know, I'll shut up, but I'd love, <laughs> love to hear your thoughts um, on that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything you said, like, I, I do feel like um, she could have had so much more. So I kind of, you know, what wanted to know like what did you think about like what would you have like like pitched me what what do you think would have been good for Shirley I'm just kind of curious well I what I think um I'll pitch you my um movie idea for Shirley where she should be um when they make the movie okay Uh, yeah because I can't undo what they've done um but what I can do is write something for her to to move into and Mm -hmm. I told Yvette this and um so you'll, yeah, this, this will sound familiar. Uh, it was on the podcast, I believe. Um, but I think Shirley would be really successful without the study group. <laughs> I think, I um, so. like she was successful. Like I, I thought the study group like was a distraction for her mm-hmm. in that she was going through a lot of can I curse? Shit. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, like, I think she was going through a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, when the the first season happens, second season happens, third season happens, she's getting back with her husband, um, having a baby. Fourth season happens, she has a baby, um, gets back, you know, those kinds of things. Um, starts this business and ultimately I think it consumes her because she's trying to do too much, which we often all do when mm-hmm. we have young kids. We're trying, we're also trying to pursue our passions. 
And, you know, ultimately, you know, it was too much. And if we were looking past the, the sixth season and we're projecting it out five years, like, you know, would make sense because everyone's going to look older, you know, five years after this, you know, sure. That's not going to like struggle, you know, she's, mm-hmm. um, she, you know, everyone's going to have their moments, but I just think she's going to be successful in whatever yeah. she does. And that what I think she'll be successful at is, um, pursuing the brownie business and she'll have this, she'll be, you know, with the, you know, she'll have the, the, um, here's brownies, um, nonprofit bake sale type thing where, you know, uh, the brownies or the, the boy scouts or your whatever, uh, nonprofit sells their, her brownies and she makes mm-hmm. some money off of that. So, uh, but yeah, that's, I think they'll come to her and be like, help. We need help with whatever we're doing. And she's going to be like, have to have to really think about whether or not, uh, her dilemma will be, I'm busy being like normal. <laughs> like, yeah. Do I, I want to go back to what you kids are doing? Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah. I, I, I definitely see her being successful and, um, whether that be like, you know, with her sandwiches or baking or something else, like I could see her like, you know, going on Shark Tank with her product yeah, and sure. making lots of money. I, I, I could, um, cause I'm trying to remember my, maybe in your podcast where they were talking, where I think she was talking about like how confident Shirley was. Yeah. Like everyone else kind of like doubted themselves, but she like never really doubted herself. Like she's like, yes, like, you know, and yeah. the episode where Pierce dies and he's like, do you know that, you know, all these great things? And he's like, yes, I do. Yeah. So I, yeah, I definitely um, see that. I think, I'm always, I think because I like to analyze things, I always want to know why a person is the way they are. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how, it's how I work towards like forgiveness, especially because I feel like a lot of times people kind of become what they hate um, because yep. they're just like, you know, this person was mean to me, but they never figure out why. And then I've actually seen it happen to someone that I know. And they still don't realize that they're doing it. So whenever, if I'm like mad at someone or just in general, or if I'm like, when I'm watching shows and I'm trying to understand why are they the way that they are? I mean, I guess that's kind of what I do with this podcast, Hmm. but I want to know, you know, what made her that way? Like we saw a little bit um, in the foosball episode that she was a bully. She was big cheddar. And I want to know, you know, what made her become big cheddar? Like, yeah. Um, was she always in the church? She's like, I'm like, you know, if she was always like a church girl, was, was it kind of like, she was like a pastor's kid or something. And she wanted to like step away from that and not be looked as a goody two shoes or were there bad things going on at home? Uh Were people making fun of her about her weight? Like what made her that way? And then what made her be so close to her faith. Cause sometimes I, I feel like a lot of times people when they come to faith, that's usually like something that happened to a life changing yeah. moment. So like, what was her life changing moment where she was just like, I'm going to be a devout Christian and this is how I'm going to live my life. Like we don't have any of that. You get a hint with her alcohol. I don't know if alcoholism, but she, her drink. Her I wasn't drinking? sure she did that as a result to losing Andre though. I couldn't tell, like if it was before or after, or I don't. Yeah, because that would be season two. Yeah, it was six, mm-hmm. season two. It's a great question. I don't know. It seemed like it was re- recent enough where it could maybe it was because of Andre. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's really fascinating. It, uh, very insightful uh, thinking about origin stories and and how that plays, you know, family of origin and, and all of those things, uh, who we become and um, younger and, and, and the events in our lives of, of how, who we become as we're mm-hmm. older as well. It's like, I feel like there was such a missed opportunity. I know you talked a little earlier about having just different pair-ups and stuff. Uh-huh. They kind of did, like, they did it, like, with, like, um, the first season with Vaughn and his tiny nipples. And they were, like, joking about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeff and, and Shirley. And then later on, um, the foods ball one. And then at the end of the Meow Meow Bees episode, uh-huh. where they're just like, we have more in common. You would think that we would be friends and i'm like that's so true but i think jeff being who he is like he it was really kind of like how i said earlier about people not being able to really see you or see me um he couldn't really do that like he got on her about and part of that was also like the writers like they're like you know you can't have bacon as an identity but it's like but the writers aren't giving her anything else even though there's so much more in her um I mean, I would say, like, maybe they could have been friends or maybe more. Like, you know, when he was like, we have I have chemistry with everyone. She's like, well, you're not giving me any of that chemistry. I don't know if you're racist or you're intimidated, <laughs> but I know it's one of those. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I think um, the two of them definitely uh, should have had more work together, especially once they had the foosball episode. Mm-hmm. It should have uh, been more impactful to Jeff's character uh, to to have been, you know, but that's, again, I go to, it, if Jeff, it would be interesting to like write into the story where Jeff keeps up with Shirley. Like that's, like one of the, like his relationships, it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, Jeff and, and Shirley have a friendship uh, where they talk on the phone, like I don't know, once a week or something like that, just because like, you know, in his loss of things, yeah, he can have Britta as like his sparring partner, like on a daily basis. So that's mm-hmm. who he sees, but having a, a friend who, is truly deeper and true, you know, truly sharpens um, Jeff as a person and challenges him, you know, in Shirley, I think that would be an interesting, you know, if I was writing out season seven or whatever. Yeah. Right, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, is that something you would like to do? Would you like want to be like a writer for a television series? I think I would be, I would think I would love it and also be so fearful that I would suck at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I don't know that I do enough writing right now to like to show that I'm like prove that I'd be like. I think I have a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that makes me like valid to be on a like a writer. So maybe yeah. like a writer's assistant like would be fun. Yeah, to do that for you know for a day and just be like, all right, if you would want to be a real writer this is what it would take. So mm-hmm. if anyone's listening, I think I would like to do that. I'd love to be like a fly on the wall um, in a writer's room sometime and just be like, yeah, like if you would ever really want to be serious about this, um, this is what it would take. Yeah. But I, 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 don't I definitely know. know what you mean by like 
come up with big ideas. It's like, I can come up with big ideas. I figured out who the doctor's mother is. I'm not going to say it because I want it to actually happen. But I, I can't think of all of the, like, the, I ha- and I have like a few clues, but I can't do a whole episode. I yeah. couldn't write that. But it's yeah. like, but I, I, I piece that bit together. Uh-huh. So I know what you mean by I'm like, hmm, maybe an assistant. Or maybe it's just something that, um, I mean, people go to school for it. So yeah. like can kind of cultivate it so you yeah. can write. Yeah, I've, I've written my own pilot for a show. And I've, I wrote a, a lot of uh, scenes for the the community movie just for fun. Yeah. Um, you know, just I, I found the software to do it and, you know, does all the, you know, breaks and all the formatting of, of a, a real script. And, you know, I it was fun to do. And, and you know, I don't know if I'm any good at it, but I know that it was, um, uh, you know, as a creative outlet, a really good process and good thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. so we're coming towards the end of our episode um, i'm going to let you you know promote your podcast anything but how would you rank this how many meow meow bees would you give this episode the one we're currently on right now yes what we're doing oh what we're doing uh what's the what's my criteria how many out it's, of five so yeah out of five yeah oh yeah five i, I uh this was a, a delight um to get to know you um, I, I, you know, I would not have guessed that this is your first podcast. Really? Uh, yeah. I think, you know, uh, I think you're just a, a really genuine person and, and the way we just walked through these questions was really good. Um, and, and, uh, I did not think I would talk as much as I, I talked. Uh, I was like, Oh gosh, I better, uh, I, I don't know how it's going to go. If, how long if I can actually, cause I, I don't generally think of, of myself as, um, if you listen to my podcast, Six Seasons of the Podcast, check it out. Um, <laughs> you, I don't talk a lot. You know, I, it's like I'll talk maybe for a couple of minutes up front and, you know, kind of get things moving. But I generally, my style is get someone kind of, you know, comfortable and then just get out of the way and ask and you know, and then as they're telling me their story, take you know, prod here and there to kind of gently move it in the direction that I want it to go. But, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise, like, I don't, yeah, I mean, it's really like let the other person talk for as, as much as they can. And we're doing something different here. So, that, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't, I interview the people that kind of want to do that. I don't want to do that. I, I like the give and take of a conversation. So, you know, yeah. um, so that's why uh, I had such a good time because it was uh, you know, a really nice conversation back and forth and made me think a lot. So really oh, that's great. good to hear. Yeah. So um, why don't you tell our listeners, like, how often are you putting out your episodes? Well, you can listen to the first 33 episodes that are currently on Spotify and, and whatever uh, else you listen to your old podcast on. on Apple. <laughs> on, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, yeah, do that. Um, uh, but I'm about to release a bunch. So I just uh, have done two. Um, I think what I'm going to try to do is is record probably like four or five in a row and then just release them one at a time, you know, for a week at a time and um, just work my way. Cause I think I have 10 planned. So you'll see 10 new episodes, fingers crossed um, with uh, actors such as uh, Vicky from 
community. Um, you know, the, uh, the uh, who else? Um, Officer Kakowski. I like him. <laughs> so Craig Kikowski, um, fingers crossed. Well, he's coming on. Um, yeah, uh, one of the, another writer um, from season one and two. Um, it's, I talked to you about Stephen, uh, who was uh, an editor, and, and he directed an episode from season one and two. Uh, and then I'm going to feature some of the other podcasters that are out there uh, who are doing some really good work because I've I've had a lot of the other podcasts on to just kind of say, Hey, you should listen to them. Cause I have mm-hmm. kind of the, the, uh, you know, the, I don't know how to say it, but I have a bigger broadcasting antenna at this point, just from because having the people on. So I yeah. want to say, listen, there, are, there are podcasts like you can't disappoint a podcast, um, mm-hmm. that are doing really fun stuff that I don't do. Um, you should go, if you really love community, you should be going and, and listening to those podcasts. So, um, that's, I try to have them on to, to amplify. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, like, yeah. I, I really enjoyed having you on. Like, um, cool. I, I, again, like I think the first community podcast I listened to was, um, the community rewatch and Jen, you know, talks about how the community podcasters is a nice, like, tight-knit community that they look out for each other which is great because like normally it's kind of like you know everyone's against each other but like i I like you guys are kind of like the grapefruit baking show like you guys are like doing your own thing trying to be star baker but you'll go over and help someone else while before time's up you know yeah yeah it's uh it's been really great it was something that uh, i don't want to take credit for but i i certainly have participated in the um, evolution and creation of, of like making sure that listen, we're all doing the same thing, but also doing very different things. Mm -hmm. And, um, let's just try to create a really good community for the community community. Um, (laughs) and, you know, and let people decide what they want to watch. You know, the more Mm -hmm. we, you know, more we bring people to the, the, uh, the table, the bigger it is. And, and, Mm -hmm. I think um, you know the more people will uh, will be interested in what we're doing, and and so uh, you know that's I've I participated in that way for that reason because yeah Jen's doing something that I'm not doing, and she has perspective that I I don't have absolutely. Um, so like yeah, go listen to her talk about um, the podcast or the the show because she has very different things that that she's going to say. Um, in a very unique perspective and, and as you know, all of the, the folks do. So um, yeah. So, yeah. It's been, it's been really fun to, to get together with all of them. Okay. Um, well, again, thank you so much for being on with me. Um, sure. So I, I don't know exactly when this is going to air as I was telling Jen when she did the psych episode with me, I'm kind of doing like a contest thing. It's going to be like a, between who has the best friendship, Troy Navid, or um, oh wow, <laughs> Gus and Sean from yeah. Psych. Which yeah. one has like the best friendship? And I'm gonna have my listeners kind of vote on it. Nice. And whichever one wins, that's the episode that will air first. Okay. <laughs> so like March. So this will either air in March or April. We'll see. Okay. Excellent. 
And uh, listeners, thank you for tuning in. You can find me on Quirky Pop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rate me. Tell me what you think. And I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.